Jonathan Lewis and Evil Eleanor Lewis. And I'm your host, Larry. September 1st, 6.37 p.m. Thank you both for joining me. New to the show, we're going to talk soccer. And I I know the name of the show is Larry Knows Sports, but Larry is also an American, meaning I don't know that much about soccer, uh, besides when there are international tournaments going on. So you're going to help me out. First of all, Am I wrong to call it soccer? Should I be saying football? Um, I, hi, pleasure to be here first. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks. The, it's great to be here. The answer is that the only people who would get mad at you for calling it soccer are extremely annoying British people mm. on the internet. And those people are annoying the fact, are ignoring the fact that soccer is a widely used term in Britain as well. Yeah. So, and also, so those are the type of people who deserve to feel negative emotions, like anger and frustration. So you're doing the right thing. Yeah, by making them angry, it's ruining their lives. Yes. yes. Okay. So, so from here on out, we're gonna say soccer. I think that's completely fair. Got it. Good. Uh, so far, off to a great start. Let's talk. Um, so I have seen some, you know. Uh, breaking news or uh, little tickers on the ESPN Chiron about all these moves happening with Messi and Ronaldo. So before we get into the details of that, this was what is called the transfer deadline, right? And right. That, did that just that deadline just passed? Yeah. Um, yes. So uh, clubs in Europe generally have until the end of August to like sign and register new players. Um, So yeah, that just at like midnight British time yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, Greenwich mean time. Something Greenwich mean time. Yeah, Greenwich. Yeah. Midnight Greenwich mean time. So I guess, um, is it an actual off season um, or were there still, is it happening as games are ongoing? There is no off season in soccer. Right. Um, that's, I mean, that's kind of a joke. Um, there is like <laughs> technically an off season in soccer, but there's like internationals and all this stuff. But the European, most European leagues start in like mid August, and there's like a couple of weeks where the like season has started, but the teams are still allowed to like make transfers. So teams are not like completely set. Got it. So this, yeah. The transfers, are they just trades or are they actually selling the player, basically? (laughs) Um, It's, for whatever structural reasons, it's mostly selling the player. Um, Yeah, honestly, there's like very, there's not a lot of trades, (laughs) really, like, comparatively to just dropping gigantic sums of money or like loaning people to one another. Mm -hmm. Right. So usually a team will have, I guess they'll put a player into the transfer protocol or something along those lines because they don't want to pay the the player anymore. Yeah. um, So like there's a bunch of just like for like a, the same reason a basketball team is going to, trade a center because they decided that they don't need like three centers on their roster anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bunch of different reasons a soccer team might decide to sell a player. Um, and yeah, they don't fit with their plans. They're 
kind of not good anymore. Uh, they don't fit with their plans and they're not good anymore. And also they're being <laughs> paid way too much, uh, which is something that happens. So yeah, that's kind of like why a selling team would initiate the process. Right. Um, so yeah, let's, I guess, start with some of the moves. Um, the first one was messy, right? Yeah, that's the big one. That's the, that's sure. the big one. So he was on what team? He, he was on Barcelona. Uh, forever. Since forever. 2008. Is that the uh, only? Well, or before that, right, as a youth. He had, he signed for Barcelona in two, when he was 13 years old because, uh, I mean, he was like a, a tiny youth prodigy in Argentina who had like a growth hormone deficiency and Barcelona like straight up approached his parents and was like, we will pay for Messi to get the like growth hormone like treatment that he needs if he comes and like signs into our youth academy. So yeah, he had been there since he was 13 and he's probably like 34, 35 now. Yeah, that's yeah crazy. They reached out across the ocean and said, we will roid your child up when he comes <laughs> here to become a legend. Yeah, we, we have the good stuff. And I guess they yeah. did, but he still uh, somehow exhibited enough skill despite his his growth deficiencies. Oh yeah, he was crazy. Like you can go on YouTube and watch. There's like crazy grainy footage of him, like little tiny baby Messi. He's the size of the soccer ball, just like running rings around <laughs> kids uh, on these fields. It sounds adorable. You're very cute. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is crazy both that he was there for so long, but that they're signing these 13 year olds. Um, I know, I know that happens a little bit in European basketball as well, but it's, it's a new thing that might start happening in American basketball. Um, uh, I don't know if you've heard about these like G league teams signing, sure. yeah, signing guys out of high school yeah. instead of going to college. So we'll see if that takes off here. But that's the way of things in European soccer. Yeah. Um, yeah, like pretty a, much all of the big clubs run some type of like academy system that mm -hmm. has just like fleets of tweens to teens that will either flame out or go on to other clubs or filter up into the like club's adult roster system. Uh, it's like... I don't think that there's anything really like that in American sports where they'll just be like, we're going to nurture you from the time you're a baby until you either become like a billion dollar asset or we just like don't talk to you anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like that. There's there. So I guess there's no draft in these European soccer leagues. That's yeah. That's what, you know, seemingly is the difference where they don't have them as, as little babies. So, Messi's leaving home. Um, did how did did that start with? Uh, it's it was Barcelona, right? Um, yes, uh, Barcelona F FC Barcelona. Is yeah, well they um they screwed up kind of. Okay. They screwed up real bad. Yeah, uh, John, I feel like you can explain this better than um, I can. Yeah, this is almost like if you want to go into a transfer that will like explain the european transfer window this is almost too stupid for anyone to learn anything from <laughs> yeah. um, i mean this is basically the story of everybody messing up as hard as possible at ever but so messy in some some corners including the ones that i sit in is considered to be the greatest soccer player who's ever played soccer i also sit um, in that corner so wow a lot of people it's in good that corner, corner. It's a good, um, it's, a, it's a good corner. Um, so he 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 makes a lot of money as a result of he has a, a hefty contract. Um, and La Liga, which is the Spanish for the league, um, which is the mm -hmm. top level of soccer in Spain, where FC Barcelona plays. So just uh, a, just a brief. Uh, explainer a minute because that's another thing that's very different from um, American sports is that there's no like NBA or or MLB or whatever. There's each country or maybe region has their own league, right? Mm -hmm. so, exactly. Yeah, so that's what's or, so 
or it's actually worse than that because each country or region has its own top flight league and then a series of other leagues mm-hmm. that are like you know more smaller more regional and then teams from the top flight get relegated into like the next league down if they finish at the bottom of the table at the end of the season um so there's no there is no like sixers tanking to the top in soccer you can only <laughs> win no or process. get relegated yeah i mean you, you can't you can't tank your way out of the nba um, but maybe, maybe you should be able to. Okay. So, so Messi's on Barcelona, who's one of the top teams in La Liga. And I'm guessing mm-hmm. while Messi was there, they never were relegated. No, they were never relegated and they did a, a lot of winning. Okay. Um, Messi. Yes. The, the, a few teams that Messi was like the, the guy on are like widely considered to be the greatest club soccer teams of all time. Uh, they, Barcelona were really good. Uh, and then Barcelona got very bad at like recruiting players. Um, and being very bad at recruiting players is can be very embarrassing in soccer where, like we discussed before, um, there's like, you don't just, you don't like trade guys, you like pay a price tag. Um, so they have all these players where it's like public information that they paid like 85 million euros to get to acquire these players. And they're just not, not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Barcelona basically got themselves in a financial situation where when Messi's contract ran out over the summer, they had too many of these overpaid b- bad players uh, to like re-sign him. And they tried to register his contract, and La Liga was like, "No, that's against the rules. Like, you have to, like, it's like a, it's like a salary cap, basically." And they couldn't get under the salary cap to resign Messi. Is this uh, John? Is this like related to the fact that they signed Neymar for so much? Uh, like they overspent on Neymar, and then they couldn't recruit new players for a while, right? Well, they overspent on Neymar and then they couldn't recruit new players for a while. And then PSG gave them a ton of money for Neymar. And then everyone who they tried to recruit new players from was like, well, you have all this Neymar money. So you're going to have to pay us like 80 million for this midfielder who might be good. And you'll find out after you pay us $80 million for him. Essentially, it's inflation. Yes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Neymar... Brazilian, right? Yes, yes. Neymar he, Jr. the Brazilian hotshot. <laughs> is he not good anymore? Because you said they overpaid for him. No, uh, no, I think he's very good. Uh, I think they paid a lot of money for him. It was both an overpay and like a like a questionably legal pay sort of sort of situation yeah. where there there was some shady stuff going on in that transfer and. Uh, they got they got banned from doing more transfers for a little bit. Um, so oh, were I guess, they saying it was um, I don't know collusion or um, tampering? Uh, probably closer to collusion than tampering. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I I think there are members of the the thing that happened involved members of Neymar's family uh, extracting some money from the transfer. That maybe they ah, they, they, they okay. weren't allowed to. Neymar's Neymar's got a big family that he cares a lot about mm-hmm. financially. Right. So so he was getting, yeah. or they were through him getting payments that I guess didn't count towards the cap, but really should have, or something along those lines. Um. Yeah, I can't remember the specifics, but Barcelona did something illegal in the acquiring of Neymar, and then they got banned from transfers as a result for how long it's like a year Mm -hmm. i believe um okay so so a lot of years of bad acquisitions uh maybe bad recruiting to their to their uh nurturing school and now they have no money so they're like we got to get rid of messi i guess they think he's probably on the older side even though he's still great so they, um, yeah, go ahead. No, uh, yeah, I think 
it would have been Barcelona's preference and honestly probably Messi's pre- preference for Messi to be at Barcelona forever. Um, they just did a very bad job. Yeah. So he ends up getting transferred to, it's a French team, right? Yes. And what team is that? Paris Saint-Germain. Saint-Germain. PSG, uh, as they're colloquially colloquially known. Um, Yeah. uh, So he's on PSG now. Um, He hasn't played for them yet, has he? He played like 20 minutes this weekend. Oh, okay. Um, wow. It was a it was a whole thing. The highest, the like most viewed French soccer game in the history of Spain. In the um, history of Spain. <laughs> yeah, because uh, like his, I guess right. historically Spanish people were like, eh, we don't really want to watch the French league. But um, yeah. So yeah, what what would you like to know about Messi and PSG? Okay, so PSG. From what I was seeing, it seemed like they would now be a super team, right? Like they had yes. two starts. They, I know they, I don't know if they still have, we'll get into it, but um, they had Mbappe, right? Mm-hmm. Who's, they, they still have Mbappe. Who's a French star. Yes. And who's, who's their other star player, if there is one? They, ha- they, they have the previously discussed Neymar. Um, ah. they, acquired, they acquired legally uh, from Barcelona. Okay. Um, so they have Neymar and they have Mbappe and they have Messi. And those are three extremely good soccer players. Right. So this should be easily the best team in La Liga. La Ligue. <laughs> what is La Ligue. <laughs> no, uh, Ligue 1. Ligue 1. Ligue 1. Ligue 1. Got it. Ligue 1. Uh, and then... Um, so they should be that best team. But did I read this correctly that Mbappe now wants to leave? Right. Um, <laughs> Why does he want to leave? Uh, I don't know. He's from Paris and he's sick of like seeing all his friends from high school. I don't know. Um, no, it's um, <laughs> that the uh, he wants to go to Real Madrid because Real Madrid are like uh like icons of of the game and he, like uh, he just wants he wants to play at real madrid which is like fair everyone wants to play at real madrid it's like the most iconic team in european soccer um but he's sticking around for at least another year because, okay because uh psg are funded and i guess for you know legal reasons they're technically not owned by the government of qatar however (laughs) they are uh owned by a sovereign wealth fund that derives all of its uh assets from the government of qatar right so (laughs) and it's a qatari uh, wealth fund yes okay uh it is it is owned technically by the like qatari sovereign wealth fund which is technically different from being owned by the royal family of Qatar, but it's not really that different from being owned <laughs> by the royal government of the royal family of Qatar. Right, and why? And why does that factor into him wanting to say? Oh, um, it factors more into the fact that Real Madrid kept being like, "We will pay you 180 million dollars," and PSG was like, "We." don't care as long as the world still runs on gasoline (laughs) like you can't pay us enough money to let Mbappe go yes it's extremely important that we decrease our reliance on fossil fuels so Kylian Mbappe can transfer (laughs) to the team that he wants to play at right because because they don't I guess they don't need the money they they don't they don't need the money at all they have infinity money they have infinity money legally they don't Technically, they don't, but really, they do. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, we. it's just yet another reason to get off of fossil fuels. Yes. Yes. Um, especially if you're a Real Madrid fan. So, Real Madrid, they had Ronaldo, right? Yes. For many, many years. He was, he was one of the best soccer players, uh, the face of their franchise. 
And yeah, from what I understand, he was just transferred. Right. So, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo was at Real Madrid for a very long time, then went to Juventus in Italy uh, for a couple of largely unsuccessful years. Um, and recently basically decided he didn't want to go to be at Juventus anymore. He's ended up on Manchester United in England, which is the team where he like kind of first became a big deal. Um, so yeah, people are excited about that. So he's um, back on it, Man U from Juventus. He's back on Manchester okay. United. They yeah, announced that a couple. Many, many years away. Yeah. Mm. He went, he, he toured Europe. He went backpacking through Europe, and then now he's back. He did. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. All right. So that those are the, are there any other big time transfers that happened in the last week or so? I mean, those are probably, like, the the most notable ones are the that the, like, two biggest names in the sport for the past two decades are now on different teams. Um, but you know, there's, there are like hundreds of teams around Europe all like making these little moves mm-hmm. to improve at the margins, um, that are nowhere near as prominent as those two guys, but there's right. been, there's been some big moves. Um, um, that French guy, what's his name? He also like jumped shit from Barcelona, right? Uh, oh yeah, Antoine Antoine yeah, Griezmann. Griezmann, yes, the Wonder Boy. Um, Antoine Griezmann, uh, n- notable for many reasons, including that he went through a period where he did Fortnite dances after he scored goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like cool. that includes he, uh, uh, flossing and. The yeah, other he one. did. Uh, he, you know, the the one where you do the L on your forehead. Uh, and you jump back and forth. I don't know if that's like a dance as much as it's a thing that you can make your Fortnite do. Uh Um, uh, He did that after he scored in the World Cup final, which was kind of embarrassing for everyone involved. Um, (laughs) But yes, he's a a big deal player who was on uh, Atletico Madrid, which is the second team in Madrid for a long time, then went to Barcelona, and is now going back to Atletico Madrid. Okay. Now, so these transfers, is it entirely up to the teams, or do you ever have a situation like where a star player demands to be traded? Sort of what Mbappe was trying to do. And do they ever get their way? I mean, yes. Uh, They have... I mean, star players have some leverage and also like because the you don't necessarily have to get the selling team to like agree to a trade like a I don't know like Anthony Davis and Co had to get the Lakers and Pelicans to agree to like mm-hmm. the x number of draft picks that went in that deal. Whereas if those were two soccer teams, Anthony Davis could have probably, or Anthony Davis's representatives could have gone to the Lakers and said like, if you can get to like this sum that we think our client is worth, uh, that will put the pressure on. If both sides, if like player and buying club want the deal and it's a lot of money then selling club is generally going to be under enough pressure to let them go mm-hmm. so yeah players can force deals okay occasionally and we may have gone over this but does the selling team well first like say in messi's case where he went to um psg did does he now have a new contract with psg or does is it the same contract that he had before uh yeah in most in most leagues you sign a the players are on contract with uh they're on the contract with with like with the team yeah whereas i think in in american sports part of the reason 
that like the trades happen and that you like acquire the contracts is the contract is technically with like the National Basketball Association mm. and okay. you're the teams are like franchises of the NBA, right? Yeah, I guess Maybe so. That's... I never thought like thought about it like that. <laughs> They're right. like McDonald's franchises. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's a misunderstanding, but that's kind of how I always understood that, like, why you acquire a contract and mm-hmm. people are always like, oh, this con, like, Russell Westbrook's contract is untradeable because right. it's so right. much money on it. So the selling team, though, do they, they also get money from the buying team or is it just that they don't have to pay the player anymore? No, it's like they literally like instead of like trading a player, it's mm-hmm. like here's a here's a big like stack of cash. Mm-hmm. So the the buying team has to you know, I don't know, Venmo the other yeah. team <laughs> x amount of money and then separately work out the new contract with the player. Got it. Yeah, it's also why transfer day can be like extremely hilarious and fraught because they're basically trying to hash out two contracts. One is the payment from club to club. And then the other is the contract with the player. Uh, So they're like getting the details in and like, yeah, it's a bunch of like sweaty lawyers trying to work out (laughs) the rules of these contracts, like right up until midnight GMT. Yeah. And, and I guess the reporters or whoever's like breaking the news is only getting some of this info and it's very confusing. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great time to be a, a fan. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you watch or like follow on, on transfer day? Well, <laughs> if you're a crazy person, mm-hmm. you can watch any of the like TV coverage, which uh, like Eleanor said, because a lot of this stuff is like people in conference rooms trying to like work out these two separate contracts at the same time. A lot of the TV coverage is just like they send reporters to hang out at the parking lot of these like teams <laughs> facilities. It is a little bit like election counting where like you can't you can't like get in really, yeah. but you have to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then every so often, some precinct will report, and Steve Kornacki will re- like come on screen and do something crazy. Yeah, yeah, they 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 cut to the Steve Kornacki of soccer. Who <laughs> I don't know who that is, but well, hopefully he's got some giant like electronic whiteboard to draw stuff out on. Um, now there's also so aside. From, oh, first question. Suppose there's no transfer. This new contract that, say, Messi signed with PSG or any of these contracts, are they for a certain number of years or are they, like, indefinite? Yeah. um, Soccer contracts, I feel they're, like, structured pretty similar to any other sports contract where uh, they are, you know, like, five years, $80 million, Mm -hmm. three years, $25 million, um, stuff like that. Um, It's a little confusing because the European Convention is to report salaries on, uh, like, weekly wages. Um, (laughs) So sometimes, you know, a soccer player will sign and be like, he's he's signed for 100 million pounds a week. That's ridiculous. And my brain thinks, I don't really know what 100 million, 100,000 a week Mm -hmm. translates to. Well, you know, um, there are a set number of weeks in a year. Yeah, I know. I can, like, you can actually I, do that calculation. I well, do have simply. a calculator on my phone, and I can do it. But, you know, it just doesn't intuitively mean as much to me as, like, $10 million a year. Right. It, it's it's kind of charming. It's it's another, like, quirk about soccer that it, it's, like, its own unique thing. <laughs> they report the salaries in weekly numbers yeah um just another weekly wage worker exactly <laughs> just like They're me just, just like you and just me just like all of us <laughs> um so so then so once that contract expires do these players become free agents where they don't even need a transfer they could sign with a new team 
Yeah, there is free agency in soccer. It is way less of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily because I think it's... Actually, I was going to say primarily because I don't really know. Uh, soccer players don't run down their contracts the way American athletes do. Um, maybe because free agency is... There's like less of a tradition of free agency. Uh, maybe because they like it's beneficial to everyone for it to be done more in the transfer market yeah i also feel like i mean just because in america like in an american sport where the contract is owned by the league you don't really have the situation where if you are buying a player you are taking an asset from another team so it's like it's to the player's benefit right it makes them more expensive to be on a team when they're bought and it's, uh, it's like an aggressive move sometimes to, to like take a guy from another team. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it, it like a lot of, uh, extensions or, or just like they'll make sure that the transfer happens before the contract runs out. Right. And then on top of all that, there's, you could loan a player, right? <laughs> See, this is this yeah. is this is interesting. This would be an interesting thing in American sports. Is that usually um, so? So one team will pay to have a player for a certain amount of time on their team, uh, maybe across leagues. And is that usually because one team is out of it in their league, or they're not? They didn't make it to Champions League, or something like that, or just yeah. they need the money. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Eleanor, you can also feel, feel free to jump in, but it's generally like it's beneficial for a couple of reasons. Um, for a smaller team, you want to get a player on loan generally because they're like young or just like not really in the short-term plans for a big team who tends to ha- who tend to have like big rosters with lots of players and like way more players than they can actually play in a season. Um, and so for the small team, you can get a player who's potentially good and not playing. And also, usually the big team will continue to pay that player's wages. Mm-hmm. So you can afford to have a better player. It's kind of soccer's equivalent of like getting sent down to the minors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that, that makes sense to me. So like if one team you know, has a really great goalie who's their starter. Uh, but they also have this, you know, 22-year-old goalie who's probably going to be their next goalie once the other guy retires. Since he's not doing much by not playing, they might as well loan him to another team. Yeah, right. you farm him out to, like, a mid-tier German team and get some games on him. Get some reps. Yeah, and... get some reps in. <laughs> yeah. Get those gains. Yeah, get those gains. Uh, okay. And then finally, there's, um, we alluded to it before, Champions League, right? That is the main, besides international competitions, that's the main, I guess, international league where it's in Europe, where it's different teams from all the different teams like La Liga and Ligue 1 and, and uh, English Premier League, right? Wow. That's demonstrating some recently acquired knowledge. Yeah. That was very impressive. <laughs> my shirt. That's how you retain. Yep. Repetition equals retention. <laughs> Have you seen baskets? I've not. Uh, one of Zach Galifianakis' characters in that um, he's talking about how he just repeats a name three times. He's meeting this woman named Martha. So he remembers it. He's like, that's a trick. So you remember it. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I got it. But her name was Martha. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyways. um, Okay, so that's Champions League. Now, who are your favorite teams? (laughs) Um, Eleanor, go ahead. Well, John... uh 
So it's like a weird thing, right? When you're an American, you have to kind of like adopt a European mm-hmm. team, right? Because like some people have a, a natural connection with one of these clubs, but uh, we don't. Mm-hmm. So, uh, John, I think when you were like, uh, I don't know, like 10 or something, you just like adopted Everton, which is an English team, um, right. English Premier League team. They are, uh, they play, they are from the city of Liverpool. Um, and uh, they, at the time they had uh, Tim Howard, the great American goalkeeper. And mm-hmm. I forget, was there anybody else? Was like Landon Donovan playing for them at the time or something? Uh, I think Landon Donovan, Landon Donovan's like loan to Everton. He was there for like a second, a couple times. Yeah. And that's kind of what like solidified my, my connection to the team. Yeah. He was loaned there for a while. And then uh, I decided to be a Liverpool fan, which is like Everton's obvious rival team because they're mm-hmm. from the same city. And I decided on that because their stadium is called Anfield which is the name of our mother. <laughs> this is true. Oh. And Field. And Field. Uh, field yes. being your mother's middle name or maiden name or? It's her, it's her last name. name. She never changed never it. Never changed name. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And Field. And they, wow. So they play at Anfield. Yes. yes. If they ever change the name of the stadium, I am changing team loyalties. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a great reason to, to like a team. Um. And is, is your mother a fan of this team? She could not care less. Okay. She has no, no interest. We've, uh, our mom will watch oh, soccer. We've, we've, <laughs> we've dragged her to a fair number of soccer games uh, in, 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 in our day. Mm-hmm. Like watching soccer game watchings or live games or your own games? Uh, both our own games and also like... yeah. I, well, we went on a we went on a family vacation to England one time. It's like the only real international family trip we ever took, uh, and it was a nightmare in a lot of ways. But one of the things <laughs> that we did was go to some Everton games. Um, yeah. Uh, and our, our our mom like bought these tickets to these games, um, and we saw Everton play this other team, West Ham, which is like. Um, sort of like a, a mid-tier, often not that good team uh, with like notoriously sort of rambunctious fans. And she mm-hmm. bought tickets immediately in the West Ham like hardcore fan section. Oh. Uh, so yeah. we were just like standing there surrounded by people like screaming slurs at Tim Howard and like, it's like, okay, well, I, <laughs> this is, I hope everything wins, but I'm not going to say that. Yeah. So is West Ham a particularly racist fan base? Uh, no. Okay. Not particularly. I mean, not, not, particularly. <laughs> not more than any other soccer team. Yeah, per- per- yeah basically. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think the slurs that they were yelling at Tim Howard were racial. Okay. Um. Right, they, they were, were more ableist. Yes, they were more ableist. Tim Howard uh, has Tourette's. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, yeah, um, which is cool. He does. He does like a lot of. He's always done like a lot of like charity work for various like Tourette's foundations. Um, but if you're a West Ham fan, you yell ver- various ableist slurs at Tim Howard when mm-hmm. he is close to you. So. So that's the experience do. the family got on this vacation. Yeah. Yes. It was wholesome, I would say. Very it was nice. definitely, I, I definitely saw like a two-year-old say fuck off. So. <laughs> Adorable. Uh, so, okay. So those are your favorite teams, both English Premier League teams. Um, now is MLS... Uh, is that worth watching? Is is there a team you like in that league? So <laughs> this is a cursed question, problem. My, yeah. my question for you, with respect to if MLS is worth watching, is what do you value in <laughs> your sports? Um, because if the answer is like pure aesthetic quality, uh, you know, like 
playing at the highest level, uh, tactical master classes, um, MLS might not be the league for you. Mm-hmm. However, if you are in your sports for entertainment value, for, for chaos, for general nonsense and tomfoolery, uh, MLS might be the best league in the world. Okay. So <laughs> that's a. Uh, does option- also another American domestic league, which I think is arguably better than the MLS, which is the NWSL, which is the women's league, mm-hmm. which is uh, actually one of the best leagues in the world. Yes, they are amazing. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because, well, I mean, maybe it makes a lot of sense because it's not necessarily American players in these leagues. But in, in uh, women's soccer, like the NWSL, is is the best league and it are a lot of the the women on the american national team in that league yes okay um there are a bunch who uh have gone to english teams recently yeah um and also french teams but i think like by and large north america is the place for women's soccer still mm-hmm. so who yeah. do you have a team there that you root for Started with Eleanor. I mean, it's got to be like the sky blue. It's very sad, but yeah, Go- yeah. Gotham, G- Gotham City. Yeah, true. Rebrand. Uh, they're they're doing okay, but yeah, I would say I would say I'm a I'm a Gotham supporter with uh-huh. a soft spot for the Washington spirit because I live in D.C. these days. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. Good time, good time to get in on NWSL. There's a, a couple teams in Southern California popping up soon. There's going to be one in, one in LA and one in San Diego, um, both of which are exciting. Yeah, I mean, I, as a New Yorker, I should uh, root for Gotham. Um, yes, yeah. and then the, the other big advantage as a New Yorker that they have is that the the men's teams, the MLS teams in New York are uh, the New York Red Bulls, which is really embarrassing. Yep. You have a team fully named after its corporate sponsor. Yeah. Uh, and NYCFC, which is uh, New York City Football Club, which is just a little bit, I mean, they're like a little cringe, honestly. Why like is their that? whole thing is a little corny. Um, and they're, I forget who they're owned by, but it's by some like, wealthy ghoul and they play out of yankee stadium so it's Mm -hmm. all very weird and i know they're called they're referred to as the pigeons uh which is cool but what's what's cringeworthy about nycfc it's just like uh they kind of tried to like pop up a bunch of like fully formed traditions with them i feel like which felt very very awkward at the time um in a way that was very clearly intended to get kind of like the, the like tech bro stalker fan <laughs> crowd on board. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it worked, which mm-hmm. is also embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of NYCFCs, they're, uh, they're owned by the same group that owns Manchester city, um, which is whose money is derived from, I think, Abu Dhabi's sovereign wealth fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a callback to our PSG discussion. Yeah, not um, the government. Not the government. Um, and so a lot of their like identity as a club is sort of like lifted from Manchester City, which feels a little cringe. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they they play as a baseball sa- stadium. Although I will say Yankee Stadium is a surprisingly good place to watch a soccer game. Uh, I've been to a couple games there, and it's nice. They are on an extremely cursed journey that's been stretching on for eight years to identify and purchase land on which to build the soccer stadium in the South Bronx. Uh, um, and it will seemingly never happen. Okay. And uh, yeah, I think that sounds familiar. That's sorry. And where does uh, the Gotham women's team play? They are playing. This is actually important news for oh. like attendance purposes 
um, which is that they had historically played at the Rutgers Stadium, which is like a real bummer to get to from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Rutgers is like pretty far on public transit. Yeah, it's, they, it's tough. Um, they recently moved to start playing their games at the where the Red Bulls play, which is in Harrison, New Jersey. Yeah, you can take the path there. It's a really great stadium. Yeah, very accessible on the path. Despite its name, it is the real wonderful little stadium to watch a soccer game at. Yeah, highly recommend. Uh, I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna watch a game there in Harrison, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's where the Red Bulls play. You said, yeah, they they used to be the Metro Stars, right? They did. That, they that the I remember. Stars. Yeah, when I guess when MLS was first starting. Um. Cool. So, you know, maybe I'll adopt an MLS team. I don't know if I like either the Red Bulls or NYCFC <laughs> after hearing <laughs> about this. Maybe I'll go with, like, Seattle or Austin FC. But, um, yeah. yeah, I'm going to check out that Gotham team. What's the full name of Gotham? Or is it just Gotham um, Football Club? I don't know what they're called. Let me do a quick search. I think their full name is... a officially gotham city s soccer club uh just gotham fc yeah it's just gotham fc okay gotham fc that sounds cool do they have any players i would know um yeah uh, carly lloyd is still still there yes who uh are you a person who tunes into the women's national team yeah i mean on occasion casually but like i, I watched a lot of the games during the World Cup two years ago and a little of this yeah. Olympics. So she's on that so, Olympic team. Yeah, Carly Lloyd's been around forever. She is a, a, a great player. Um, scored a goal from the halfway line, the World Cup final in 2015, which was a real moment. Um, and yes, she's retiring at the end of this year. So got Last a chance. limited time left <laughs> to catch a Carly Lloyd game for, okay. for Gotham. Cool. Um, yeah, and any any has there been any analysis of because um, the women's team was probably favored to win at the Olympics, right? And then came in third. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I know I, I've heard some say it's because they're too woke. Uh, but I'm yeah, assuming they that were so woke they couldn't win true. at soccer. They're um, too busy thinking so, about woke stuff rather than working well, on you, dribbling. Uh, if you like unwoke players, you're gonna love Carly Floyd. Okay. <laughs> is she is she uh, like is she like conservative? Yeah, she's like the token sort of conservative on the women's national team. Okay. She's just like a, she's 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 like a real South Jersey girl. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jeets or Taylor Ham or whatever. Yes, or yeah. pork roll or whichever it is yeah. geographically. I don't um, want to get into this. Someone will get mad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it is true that the same group of United States women's national team players who were woke in 2021 were not woke at all in 2019 when they won the World Cup. Right. So yes, yeah. that's it all happened. It was like a nearly identical roster. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's like, it's very rare for a team to like win the world cup and uh, has it ever happened like to win the world cup and then win the Olympics? Uh, not that I can think of. I don't have that intuitive of knowledge. It's definitely more likely to have happened in for a women's team than a men's team. Yeah. But I, uh, I but I can't think of any, it is at the very least strikingly uncommon i think a lot of it has to do with like holding on to the world cup roster um and like not necessarily making changes and it's also really it's just hard you know Mm -hmm. it's a hard game yeah it's hard to mentally it's like extremely difficult to like do the number one thing in the world and then do it again like a year and a half later yeah yeah so nothing to do with wokeness um (laughs) carly lloyd's not no, I don't think she is. Wasn't there a woman on the U.S. team, maybe this is more like five, six years ago, who was just known for just being an asshole and, like, had fights with her teammates? 
Are you thinking uh, about Hope Solo? Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Is she yeah. still on the team? No, no. Okay. She, she retired a while ago. Okay, okay. But she would famously get oh. in fights with her teammates. Yeah. She also she also famously got into a fight with her boyfriend, which resulted in a lawsuit. Yeah, now I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hope Solo is like an, an incredible goalkeeper. Incredible goalkeeper. Um, occasionally very like sharp critic of of like social issues mm -hmm. at like the U.S. Soccer Administration. Um, and like has made some very good points in interviews and things like that. But yeah, a uh, extremely, I think, abrasive personality is probably the term yeah. to use. I forget. It was like the like 2012 or something Women's World Cup where they benched her in favor of Brianna Scurry in the final. And she just like flipped out at the mm -hmm. manager, which I mean... She made some very good points, but in a way that I think was considered a little bit unprofessional. Right. Yeah. Right. Also, Hope Solo is a great name. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that she was always going to be like a professional athlete with that being name, named yeah. Hope Solo. Yeah. All right. So I, I would say I know a lot more about soccer than I did um, <laughs> an hour ago. And hopefully I retain this knowledge for the next few hours. Uh, we should set you up with a European team to like. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, let's do that. Who who should I okay. like in Europe? So, I, question: I, <laughs> How much when you like a sports team? How much do you like to ha be happy, and how much do you like to suffer? I don't mind the suffering. Um, You're wearing a next hat. Yeah. You are wearing a next hat. Yes. Um. Okay. Do you want? Do you have like a country preference? Do you want an English team? Mm, not necessarily. Um, so I guess criteria would be, well, English Premier League, I could probably watch more often than teams in other countries in American teams. Yeah, that is a big factor. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty easy to watch Premier League games. Yeah, so maybe an English Premier League team, but also... Um, it would be cool if there. It's like a team that is, has a lot of good young players, but is not quite championship level now. But it's like an up and coming team, so I could like follow them and watch them get better. Okay. Um. So, who who are the teams that have like good good young collections of dudes these mm. days? Um. Well, I was thinking on like. You know, if you want a good Knicks parallel, mm. <laughs> I think a team, well, again, uh, how much do you want a Knicks parallel? Uh, a team like AC Milan from Italy uh, are, you know, a historically successful, beloved team from a major city who had have fallen on hard times recently in the past, like, decade or so, but are, like, rebuilding, have some have some good young players and uh, might might be able to be like back in the thick of it soon. So I think AC Milan might be a might be a good look for you. Okay. Um, <laughs> do they have uh, a good do they have good colors if I were to get a hat or something? Yeah, they have like very stylish like red and black stripes uh -huh. going on. Um, their crest looks cool. If you're if you're only in it for the aesthetics, mm -hmm. uh, the the team from Venice was recently promoted, ah. Venezia FC, recently promoted to the top flight, and they're like practically more a fashion brand than a soccer team. Um, they've got way more pictures of like models wearing their jerseys on ah. their Twitter than they do like lineup announcements. <laughs> but their jerseys are great. Their crest is cool. Um, so yeah, if you're really looking to make an aesthetic judgment, Venezia is a team to get in on. Mm -hmm. I am going to suggest potentially Leicester City in the Premier League. Yeah, that's a fun one. Uh, they have pretty good jerseys. They have Casper Schmeichel, who is the son of legendary Danish goalkeeper Peter Schmeichel, um, which is heartwarming, and I like 
Um, I, I like goalies. That's great. Um, and they're like a good middle of the table team could go either way. Um, you're opening yourself up to both joy and sadness. Mm-hmm. And they could get relegated again. I, 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 I think I like this one. All right. I'm going to yeah. look at, just check out some more information on these teams. Um, and then make a decision. <laughs> but I'm liking this. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't have to stick to just one team. I mean. Yeah, you can shop around a little shop bit. Shop around sure. a little and the, the beauty of how large soccer is, is mm-hmm. that you can have teams in a number of places. Yeah, you can drop uh, an entire league. Yeah, you, yeah. Could, you could get involved in some, like, South American soccer if you wanted right. to. Um, so it's, it's, it's a whole wide world. Yeah, it, it, this is. Um, I, I'm I'm signing myself up for a lot of <laughs> a lot of TV time, <laughs> potentially. And yes. yeah, also these games are long as hell. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of uh, jerseys, um, I have seen like jerseys that say Qatar on them. Is that PSG, or is there an actual? Yeah, you're Qatari probably team? seeing PSG jerseys with. Um, so soccer teams have like sponsors across yeah. the front which is a thing they've talked about in basketball Mm -hmm. um, off and on. So Qatar and will specifically throw like Qatar airlines on the front of a bunch of teams. But I think specifically you've probably seen PSG jerseys Mm -hmm. with that on the front. Mm -hmm. And I've seen Dubai airlines or yeah. Dubai Air. Yeah. You've probably seen the, the Etihad Air and the uh, Fly Emirates. Yeah. Um, yep. Very big shirt sponsors. <laughs> the airlines. For, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it seems like good investments for the companies because soccer seems to be growing in popularity. Yeah. At least in the really US. really nice area. that, uh, who is it, Manchester United got rid of their big stupid chevrolet logo <laughs> yeah that was embarrassing yeah. that sucks <laughs> well yeah. they they also just didn't a good do a good job uh the, the good the good jerseys like incorporate the logo in a way that like looks a little more natural even though it's like a deeply gross capitalist thing mm-hmm. um but manchester united Every year they just like slap this giant Chevy logo on the front <laughs> of their jersey and it looked terrible. Yeah. 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 What they should do is is Calvin pissing on a Ford logo. Oh yeah. That's what I call advertising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, before uh before we leave, uh, Eleanor, anything you'd like to plug? Um, yeah. Honestly, uh, I, I'd love to plug an improvisational comedy show, mm-hmm. the Armando Diaz Experience at the Magnet Theater. Not every Saturday, but many Saturdays at 7.30 in New York, New York. Check out magnettheater.com for more information about that. It's a great show. It's one of uh, the first live improv shows I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, great to be doing it back in person again. We are requiring vaccines uh, with ticket sales, so be ready with that Excelsior pass mm-hmm. and slash or photo of your card. Jonathan, anything to plug or words of wisdom? Uh, I don't really have too much in, in the way of plugs. Um, people can find me on Twitter. If that's something you're into at J Lewis, 5211. Uh, I sometimes do some professional writing. So find that there. Um, yeah, uh, that's it. You know, I just love love to plug plug the game of soccer. Watch mm-hmm. the United States men's national team try to qualify for the World Cup starting this week. Yes. So, please uh, send them your prayers. Please uh, <laughs> pray for Christian Pulisic. Please, he needs it. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just plug plug in the game of soccer in general. Check it out. There's a team near you. The game of soccer and the art of improv. Catch them both. Um, I, of course, am at Larry the Athlete on all social media. And you can subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you get your podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams. And may the rest of your days be days of thunder. 